Welcome back to Mages and Murder Dads. I'm Cameron. And I'm Danny. And this is the only show that's dedicated to the Baldur's Gate series. We still have not checked to see if that is true. This is episode 23, and today we're going to be talking about the the bridge district. Yep. That whole thing is one word. The bridge district. That's uh, that's how they roll in Athkala. The bridge district has, has developed a uh, particular kind of dialect that doesn't include spaces between any words or syllables. They just Mm -hmm. say all syllables at once. So like what I just said would translate to just like, (laughs) just they, it also compresses time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Much more efficient. I'll be honest with you. Mm. It seems, uh, here at the top of the show, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Both me and Danny have a pretty strong Twitter presence. Uh, you can you can go down to 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 Danny's Twitter to see his pinned tweet. Pretty pretty solid joke. You should go yeah. check that out. Don't, hot don't, takes. Uh, very hot take. A very hot take about uh, about Toriel. Um, you can also like us on Facebook. We have a pretty happening Facebook page still. I say this every episode, but it is still true. You can like and subscribe to us here on YouTube, and you should hit that little bell button that's somewhere on this screen. I don't even know. I don't know yeah, if you want to find is. it out, I'm sure that your other favorite YouTubers have already like really beat beat that over the head for you. Yeah, like hire a guide to like find it for you. Go to a YouTube page that is dedicated to showing you where the damn bell is. Subscribe to that, hit the bell, and then come back here and, and hit mm-hmm. the bell after you've watched like two or three tutorials. Fly to Nepal, hire a Sherpa, get to like get to base camp. Then ask where the bell is. They'll know. And then after you finish your your climb, come back, hit that bell. Hit the bell. Shout out to the subreddit and all the commenters uh, there and here on uh, on YouTube. We got a real good crowd. We've had some like real ass conversations mm-hmm. over the past little bit. Had a had a pretty strong and hefty debate on Reddit about uh, uh, the different versions of D anD. d that may be that may be some content we put down the pipe. Yeah, let us know. Uh, this is just a little thing at the top of the episode, but let us know if you if you think uh, you would listen to like a five or six episode series of us talking about the different versions of D anD. d We have in fact played all of them. Yep. To more or less, or to greater or less degree. So if you're interested in that little video series, a little short form, maybe a Patreon ex- uh, exclusive, let us know. Fun times. Speaking of Patreon, you can support the show there. You can click on that link. So, Danny, uh, we've we've really let it slack when it comes to the big questions in life. You know, ah, uh, yeah. Early in the days of Mages and Murder Dads, we were doing, you know, the big stuff. What's the meaning of life? What is Thacko? What is Elminster up to right now? What's the best uh, beverage in any tavern in uh, on the Sword Coast? Those kinds of big and important questions about the realms so today i think we need to return to that i think we need to return to a big question what is the best school of magic not featured in the Baldur's gate franchise Mm. so i think it's the big what is it nine maybe eight eight i think there's eight 
Yeah, eight schools eight. that are that are in Baldur's Gate now. Abjuration, Conjuration, Divination, Enchantment, Evocation, Illusion, Necromancy, Transmutation. But that's not all of them, right? Like, there, there are definitely some conspicuous, uh, conspicuous absences there. Um, Geomancy, for example, not included there. Which Chronomancy. That, Chronomancy, which is way OP. I don't know what, like what the Greek uh, word for gravity would be, but just that and then Mansi, if you wanted to control gravity. But I think all of those potential misses, uh, it would be ill-served for the game to include any of those before control, before like fully implementing Phalomancy. What Now, what is that? That is the control... And uh, and commandeering of birds. So, you know what? Can I tell you what I thought you said? Yeah. Fallomancy. Mm-hmm. Like P-H-A-L-L-O-mancy. <laughs> and I was really waiting to see how you might incorporate that in a family-friendly way into the show. No. God, no. Why would, I, why would anybody want to do mag- just dick magic? So, you're saying, instead of that, Fallomancy, aviomancy, perhaps. Eh, avia just just kind of flying. What's orn ornament ornomancy? Ornomancy, yeah. Ornomancy. So, so what would that look like? You think? I think that you're you're doing things like uh, creating large golems out of swarms of hummingbirds. I think uh, you you got like tensors floating discs, but it's uh, it's just like several um, several hawks. They're just kind of. Almost in, maybe in one body, just a bunch of wings, um, and and you've got uh, you've got some real like summoning wise old birds like flamingos and owls to uh, to help you solve riddles. So it kind of seems like what you're saying is that that uh, ornomancy, mm-hmm. ornithomancy, whatever whatever we've come to here, or fallomancy, or fallomancy is is kind of like a substrate of magic. It kind of undergirds all other. You could you could subvert divination by summoning a wise bird. Sure. Instead of conjuring a monster, just conjure a monster made out of birds. It, well, you're not conjuring. You're aviomancying or whatever. Sure. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're invoking phalomancy to uh, to pop them up. We would really have to like reorient all of our language around that. Yeah. What if it's not the weave? What if it's birds? So you want to explain the weave really quick? We, we have not talked about that a single time on this podcast. Yeah, which is interesting. So in different campaign settings in Dungeons & Dragons history, there have been different kind of explanations for what magic is, what arcane magic is. And in the Forgotten Realms, the explanation is the weave. And it's basically kind of the pseudo-quantum mechanics of the Forgotten Realms, of Toril, that everything is held together by, by this substrata, and, in, and th- that is magical energy, and by understanding the way we, the weave works, that is what makes arcane magic, specifically like wizards. Although, you know, it's a little... I've, I've read conflicting reports on whether like sorcerers are tapping into the weave, right? 
I'm yeah, not, I'm unclear not sure about that. Yeah, a, l- a little unclear, but definitely wizards are like they're almost they're they're basically little quantum science quantum you know physicists, right? Like they they understand the way things work, and if you can just like study the weave and figure out how it flows, then you can control it. And it's also literally the god of magic. Like yeah. the weave is the god goddess of magic mm-hmm. at the same time. Which is confusing. Sure, but you know, both a both a um, a spirit and uh, the son and the father. Mm-hmm. The, the, and you know what? A wizard did it. A in wizard both did cases. It. Just like it's both uh, waves and it's particles. That mm-hmm. makes that makes roughly as much fucking sense. Let's face it. Like, well, wait, yeah, no matter where you are, you're backing yourself into a corner of just absurdity. So it might as well be Wizards and Weaves. Mm-hmm. That's the name of our other podcast <laughs> uh, that's about spirituality and science. There you go. Wizards and Weaves. No one steal that. <laughs> please. We, we, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take us a while to get around to that. So please just respect our... We're calling it. Oh wait, hold on. So the weave is just a bunch of like phantasmal birds. We did, we didn't, we didn't knit that up. No, that's. I mean, that would be the implication, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the that's why phallomancy, ornithomancy, uh, are are the kind of superior schools of magic because you're getting down to like the the foundational level. Mm-hmm. And it's birds. And it's birds. So I'm really surprised you didn't come to this. My idea, musclemancy. Ah, uh, yes. I, I, too, have seen that little webcomic. Wait, hold on. What? You haven't, you haven't seen... There's a really good webcomic, which I, we can link to it, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. has the artist's name on it. So I'm, 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 I'm blanking there. But it's a, it's a hulking uh, man in a mm-hmm. gladiator pit with a horned helmet. And he's saying, I am go I, the amazing, you know, something or other, I'm going to slay you. And like people are like, huh? And he's and he says, I cast magic missile, and he throws a fucking spear into one of them, and they just die. And then he says, Color spray, and he cuts one in half, and like blood erupts from them. Right? Chain lightning, and he's just like punching a person. That's muscle magic. Hmm. That would not be what I was going for. Can I, can I tell you about the, the muscle magic I was thinking of? Sure. Picture in your brain mm-hmm. the original printing of the magic card, Force of Will. Yeah. It's a wizard hulking with muscles. Mm-hmm. Just ready, rip-roaring, ready to go. And Force of Will, those in the audience might remember, is straight up a counterspell. Whatever you want to do, this hulking wizard says, no, not on my watch. I'm gonna mm. flex I'm gonna flex so hard it, it shoots your spell out of existence. And that's what happens. So like that's the that's the kind of muscle magic I'm into. It's it's direct counter magic to all so you're gonna conjure gonna con- conjure an ogre. I'm not gonna slay it. I'm gonna flex so hard it zips out of existence again. So the muscles are still controlling something actually magical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've but got an illusion. You got you got a big a great white shark coming at me, but it's an illusion. I f- flex my muscles, it disappears. It's just kind of jiggle your pecs, and it and it boop, it's gone. No, that's a glutes situation. Uh, you flip around. Each one has a specific muscle configuration. Ah, uh, so every muscle group uh, corresponds with an individual school of magic. Mm-hmm. So which which muscle group is 
ornithomancy. I think they might be incompatible. Yeah, uh, like in, in ontologies. Like they, these cannot be in the same universe. Yeah. Mutually exclusive magical universes. Mm. Yep. Well, I mean, leave it in the comments if you've got a better school of magic that is not featured in the Baldur's Gate franchise. I think it's going to be rough. So what did we do today? What did we do for this episode, Danny? Well, we we kind of took the, took on the mantle of some meddling kids, if you know what I mean. You know what? I did rip off a rubber mask earlier today. <laughs> uh-huh. Unrelated to the game. Oh. Yeah, just day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, I'll tell you something before. Before we talk about what we actually did together in the episode or things we did similarly, after that rousing story you told mm. during last episode about your Celestial Fury sword, yes, I ran in there and I went and got that damn thing. Yeah, it's so good. Did you okay. did you did you kill the slavers? I killed the slavers. And I killed the monsters that you ran away from. You killed the Glabrezu? I killed the Glabrezu. I killed like a, a djinn. There's like a djinn in there. Mm-hmm. There's a few things. I killed them all. I did it. I think I just cast Cloud Kill. Kind of get a, a little did, bit. I, did you get experience for any of that stuff? Someone in the comments of the last episode said that you don't get any experience and I did not record this so I can't go back and check it's kind Mm. of a bummer just lost to the sands of time it's probably means the commenters right yeah I mean I just didn't I didn't think about uh I knew it wasn't gonna make the episode so I thought I'll you know I spent 15 minutes doing it Mm -hmm. so who knows I do like that guarded compound though that's a cool little cool little zone so we went to the bridge district Mm -hmm. and there's a guy at the opening of the bridge, mm-hmm. A number one, when you show up, his name is Lieutenant Agusfield. Mm-hmm. Terrible name. Well, there have been worse. I don't, I don't even know if we are able to uh, to really throw much shade at Agusfield. I think we can, because we know that there's at least one person in the world with a perfect name, and his name is Belt. So, get at me, uh, Baldur's Gate designer people why can't you replicate that why can't everybody belt shoe tunic pants leggings you know i can come mm-hmm. up with that all day eventually you get to the sequel and it's wallet chain oh you think wallet chain is going <laughs> first uh hat feather hat feather so what does he what does he tell us uh we've got a we got a real we've got a real jack the ripper type situation going on in the in the bridge district we got a, he actually got, says that verbatim <laughs> that's a we've, quote we've got a uh we got a murderer and and at first the protagonist you can kind of be like well what's what's the big deal there's people like a billion people die in Baldur's gate every month um and he says oh but it's not it's not like all those other murders that are done for reasons like greed or ideology <laughs> the justifiable real reasons real, you might murder real reasons that people commit murder every day including me as he cleans the blood off of his long sword um no these are just like homeless people vagabonds some of the most vulnerable people in the city they are not even being robbed like there's no evidence that a mugging took place they're just being killed and they're being skinned you know i really wonder because that, that is exactly how that conversation goes. And I really wonder, how do you know that a beggar on the streets of Am or Athkatla has not been mugged? Like, are they sitting on hundreds of gold pieces? 
Yeah, they're just uh, they're they're searching the body and they're like, "Geez, this guy has fifty thousand gold on him, and not and not a single piece looks disturbed." No. Or they have a little note in their little shirt pocket that says, "I am carrying five gold on me right now," and they check the pocket, and sure enough, five gold. Agus Veld is like, "All right, let's see one, two, <laughs> three, four, and five. That's it. Yeah, not robbed." Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So what did you say? What did, what did Balthazar say? So Balthazar says, hey, I'll get to the bottom of that. That seems like a problem. Did you get to the bottom of that? I also got to the bottom of that. There's there's a couple ways Yeah. to get to the bottom of this. I think I did it wrong. Hmm. Well, maybe not. I don't know. So, so Akisfield says, all right, there's a few people running around over here who have seen some of these murders take place or been around when they happened. And so uh, you should go ask them what's up. So there's a a, a, a woman named Rose, kind mm-hmm. of a lady of the night. This is kind of like the the sex worker district, the red light district of of the city. It's certainly the uh, I would say the the most in that vein that we have visited so far. And and I think I think that even after we visit the entire city, it's still going to be this one, right? Like this is yeah. the one where that's played up the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so, so there's a, a that woman named Rose. There's a, a this older homeless man named Rampa, mm-hmm. and there's like a child and someone else too. Yeah. So you can go talk to those people, and one of them, like Rose, will give you everything you need to finish this quest if you yes. if you just speak to her. Yeah, I talked to Rampa, and he was like, "Oh, he he said." Uh, the guy ran by me, Jack the Ripper, fake Jack the Ripper, fantasy Jack the Ripper, ran by me, and he dropped some some skin. Ooh. Mm. And he said, it's not, it's not normal animal skin. Ooh. Ooh. And he gave me a little hunk of it. Gross. And then I talked to Rose, and she said, oh, the, the guy ran by me, and he smelled weird. Smelled weird. Smelled weird. Smelled like some kind of berries, and so yeah, she, she said was, that's, that was the closest analog she had. And when I ask her, "Well, what do you what do you mean these kind of berries?" and she'll point across the way, like literally five feet away, to a merchant named Bell Dalemark, and she said, "I think he might be selling like some of the stuff that this smelled like these type of berries." I think that at this point in the quest of trying to solve this quest, I'm thinking. Some playtesters had a really hard time with this. I don't think so. I think that anyone that would have had a hard time would just look at the map and know that there are literally four places in this map. <laughs> like, there are four buildings you can go into that are not bars. Mm-hmm. And, I'm and just like, saying, they are very conspicuously labeled. I'm just saying that they're, that she's like, she tells you very explicitly to go talk to that guy. And then he's like, Here's three things. They all smell like that berry. It's probably not that berry. And then you take those things back to her, mm-hmm. and she says, oh, yeah, let me smell all your stuff. And she says, oh, yeah, it's this one. And you go back to him, and he says, oh, yeah, you use that to make um, tanning supplies, to make tannin, mm-hmm. to tan leather. Oh, so you think that people have problems because of how easy it is. Like, did they, they went back and made it easier? Yeah, I think so. That that's my That's my belief. Mm. It just seems like it's. She points you to him too explicitly. I think. Yeah. I don't know. 
It's it's a it's for a game that is like deeply unforgiving sometimes when it comes to quest design. It's just a little too a little bit too easy. Well, also I think it may have been a missed opportunity to include a like a a, a berry person, right? Like it would have been it would have been nice to include somebody that could be falsely accused. A berry salesman. So at the yeah. end of this, normally I don't. Uh, normally I would not. Look at a guide. Mm -hmm. And I didn't look at a guide while I was playing. But I did look at a guide at the end to see if that were true. To see if there were there if there was a possibility of accusing the wrong person. Because mm -hmm. I thought that would be cool. And you kinda can. If you talk to the child did mm -hmm. you do this? Did you talk to that kid? I don't think so. If you talk to the kid who witnessed one of the murders, he will point you to the, the woman on the far left side of the map. Who, uh, she sells potions. Did you, did you meet her? She looks like a dark elf, but probably. Oh, that's isn't. right. And you've, uh, yeah. Did you have to like pay to look at her wares, or it was a little shady what she had? No, that was the that's the cut purse standing right beside her. This there you is go. a very small district. There you go. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So she's there, and apparently he says, "Ah, oh, I think it's I think it's that old lady. I think she's a witch. I think she's doing it." And you can falsely accuse her. And apparently, based on the guide that I looked at from Sorcerers.net or whatever from 1997. Great. Uh, Sorcerer's Place. And uh, so apparently, according to that, if you falsely accuse her, Aegis Field is like, no, it's not her. Trust me. <laughs> and then, but then she disappears. And later on in the game, you can get a random encounter like in between zones that you're traveling to where uh, her and her buddies attack you. And she really is a witch. She really is a witch. I guess. I don't know. Once again, I'm just going by what I read in this guide. Because I was trying to see if like, I just solved this really easy and if there were different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess not. Yeah. But anyway, like we said, it's very, very simple to put together. Oh, tanning supplies. Oh, one of the four places you can walk into on this map is called the Tanner's Shop. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> So yeah, you just you roll over there and this was abrupt. The 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 lines of dialogue that happen the moment you walk into this place are some of the funniest things I've ever seen in a video game <laughs> and not on purpose. <laughs> so I roll in to this little little zone, this little Tanner's house, and immediately this guy's like, "Hey, can I help you?" And I was like, "Hey, I think, you know, there's murders going on outside. You know, can I check your place?" He was like, they've already swept here. And I was like, well, I think, you know, hey, here's all this stuff. Like, this woman said you're the murderer. And also, th here's some, like, elephant hide I found. And, you know, probably, well, probably only you have that. So, I think you might be the murderer. And immediately. <laughs> yeah, you're basically like, yeah, I've got an ironclad case. Yeah, and he's like, well, I guess you've got me. And then launches into a maniacal monologue. <laughs> <laughs> about, like, his deepest, darkest, uh, like, quest that he must fulfill. Mm -hmm. Presumably for murder. I don't really know. I think I know what the quest is. What do, you, what do you think the quest is? I'll let you know when we get to the end here. Okay. So, so uh, he runs away. Yeah. And he runs downstairs. Mm-hmm. I go downstairs following him. Yeah, and I think it's three levels. It's, like, the ground floor, the one below, and then the kind of basement. Mm -hmm. And like like basement one, basement two. Yeah. 
and the uh, it's really, I think it's kind of interesting because he runs through, and it, this this place is super trapped, super trapped. It's full of traps for mm-hmm. sure. One is cloud kill. One is lightning bolt. One is sunburst. I want to say like some real, some real make you have a bad time type traps. Mm-hmm. Some level eleven traps. Yeah. And well, so you don't have a party. No. So you didn't get any dialogue. Uh, since I have a party, Ari, when I went down to basement one, basically, mm-hmm. she immediately, she's like, oh, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's the equivalent. That's the, the nicest equivalent because covered in dead bodies. Yeah. And I, so I imagine people are like talking about the smell and whatnot. Mm hmm. Talk about the smell and just being like, oh, shit, that's a lot of dead bodies. Yeah. And to be fair, keep in your mind that during the last game, Siege of Dragonspear, there were multiple locations where I cast Skull Trap into a group of people and blew them up. Sure. Blew seven people up, eight people at a time. We've seized a castle. Seized so. a castle, and th- there have been just periods where you were probably just like having, like you could not walk around kobold corpses, you just had to like walk through them. Yeah, you got you kind of got to pull your, uh, you know, you got to pull your pants up. You got to grab them by the knee and pull them up and just kind of kick through. Yeah, so the dwarves of the party are just pulling a sleigh that like just glides through corpses, and the rest of your party are just kind of like chilling on the sleigh. That's uh, that's what we need is a corpse uh, sleigh. A corpse sleigh. Someone in the Baldur's Gate modding community get on that. Mm. Maybe that's uh, Pillars of Eternity too. Corpse sleigh. There we go. Also, the name of my metal band. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So, and we go through that. Traps everywhere. We zip through there fairly easily. I, I have Yoshimo. And during this moment, as soon as I zone in to basement one, I can see him. And I can, like, shoot a couple arrows at, at, at the Tanner, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. But I can't kill him before he gets to basement two. The, yeah. the sub sub level, and I wonder, and and uh, people people at home who are listening to this, I'm sure someone here has done it. Let us know if you can kill him before sure. he escapes. Because it took me a minute; I had to stop, I had to, to you know uh, undo all these traps, and then I went to basement level two. Mm-hmm. And it's an what ambush. It is an ambush. There are people hanging out there, ready to kill you. Who are these people? You know what? That is a very good question. <laughs> the, I can tell you the what. Mm-hmm. What are these people? There are a couple ghouls, mm-hmm. eaters of the dead. Eater, sure. Well, eaters of no eaters of the dead, right? Yeah. They eat corpses makes sense. Ghouls. There are a couple ghouls or a couple thieves. Makes one, a little less sense. A little less sense, and a wizard. Okay. Who talks in the third person? Huh. Like all wizards do, I guess. Sure. And he uh, is like. Uh, you know, the Tanner's doing the good work. He's doing my bidding. He's gone. He's out of here, y'all. I don't know why he has that voice, but <laughs> he's he he's plum gone. And uh, and then he just attacks you. Or actually, no, he teleports away. Did you kill that wizard? Mm, and we'll have to check the footage. But uh, I I, I generally just. I go berserk and I run around and I kill everything in the room. Maybe the wizard teleports away. Maybe I, the wizard ain't in the room after I'm finished. I'll tell yeah, you he that. teleported. He teleported away immediately. Immediately for me. Mm. Um, the multiple times I had to try to do it because those thieves were killing 
Ticklevar over and over again. Ooh. Free range Ticklevar for the murdering. Ouch. But yeah, yeah the so, uh, the little fellow gets on a little underground lake boat. Boats on away. Boats out. Boats out of there. And I thought maybe, oh, I can follow him, something, something, something. No. Impossible. Yeah. No one in my party knows how to operate a boat. Not in an underground lake. That's a, well, Viconia should, right? Everyone should know how to operate a boat. <laughs> you stand in it and you, you paddle. Sure. Minsk should be like a power boat. You can tell I'm a boating expert by my use of terminology that is accurate and useful. <laughs> Minsk is a power boat. A power boat. So, you tell me. What yeah. do you think? You know, based on all this information, if, if people uh, who are playing along with us, if they haven't figured out, you know, what's up, you tell me what you think is going on with this mission here. No, I think... So, you find a note, is that right? Mm. We'll talk about that, right? So, yeah, let's talk about the note. So, on level on level B1, with all the corpses, everyone's real mad, you can go around, there's a bed that's trapped, which is weird. I don't know how you trap a bed, but it's got some jewels and some gold in it, and there's like a little chest, and the chest has a note in it that mm-hmm. says, go to the Umar Hills. Tell me the password. And the password's like, Murder. Something like that. Sure. But but there's a riddle at the end of the thing. And the riddle is finding out the name of the person you have to speak to to tell the password to. It's like a five-part riddle. And it's derived from the person who wrote the note. I don't know. When we get to the Umar Hills, which is where you have to turn it in, I will go back and look at that note. But yeah. there's clearly more to this, this uh, quest that we will complete further on down the line. It would be very frustrating if that was the end completely. The Tanner escapes. That's it. That would be very frustrating. That would be some guarded compound level uh, stuff. Sure. But I think I... I don't know. I have my own fiction about some of this situation uh, put together in my head. I do not know if it is canon. Is it slash fic between uh, Balthazar and the ghoul? It no, it's um, it's actually a little bit more prescient than that. It's a uh, Mechrath Tanner uh, slash right. Mm. We'll meet we'll meet Mechrath later. No, mm-hmm. it's none of that. I think that the Tanner had almost had like was like very close to creating his masterpiece, and and like that's what he was uh, intent on doing. And I think that other other uh, kind of beings and entities in the world were helping out the Tanner or, or assisting him because of his creation of this of this nigh masterpiece, right? And that masterpiece is the uh, the human flesh armor. Did you find that? No. Where is that? The human flesh armor. So when you're on the, uh, I think it's the first basement one level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that chest where you find the note, right? And it's kind of like up in the north, uh, kind of the northern wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the, in that chest, and there's a bed close to there, right? Yeah. And you can, in you, when you highlight all containers, the bed does not highlight, but you can click a little bit under the bed. And what? Op- yeah, and there's a hidden container, which is very surprising to me that this game includes hidden containers. Right? Yeah, this is not something, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have never encountered that anywhere else in the rest of the game. Yeah, no, neither have I. And the fact that this exists now makes me 
it's almost a little disconcerting, right? Because there's a little bit, there's an element of, hey, you don't have to hover your mouse everywhere. You can hit, you know, alt, or you can hit that little uh, button in the bottom right, and it'll highlight all containers so you you don't have to worry that you'll miss something. But no, Mm -hmm. this breaks all of that. And there is a basically just leather armor, and it's like plus one or plus two or something. It's not that um, impressive, the human Mm -hmm. flesh armor. But later on in the game, in this game, you will... And also, uh, let me say, the human flesh armor is only wearable by evil people. Of course, yeah. Sure. You don't want every Tom, Dick, and Harry wearing the human flesh armor. Exactly. But later on in the game, you will acquire an item from a very difficult and unnecessary fight. And the only use that item has, to my knowledge, is to be combined with the human flesh armor in a crafting situation. And if you were to do that, the human flesh armor becomes one of the best pieces of armor in the game for someone that can wear it. Hmm. Mega evil armor. Mega evil armor. Well... Neither Which of us can you, wear that, right? Well, you know, that's what we're both saying, but I know for a fact, and this may be too much spoilers, there's more than a few ways for your alignment to change in this game. Hmm. We'll leave it I, at that. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so that's that kind of quest line on pause for a little while. Yeah, we're not we're not rolling to the Umar. We're not letting a tanner decide that we're going to the Umar Hills. No. We do that on our own time. Absolutely. So how did you get the quest for the Sigil Troop? I was in the inn under like so there's a there's a troop that's performing in the basement, right, of the Five Flagons. Mm-hmm. Five Flagons is a very famous inn. Mm-hmm. I guess. It, it gets mentioned quite often in the Forgotten Realms stuffs. Yeah. No. Uh, a real mainstay in the fiction. Uh and I, you know, I was doing my regular Balthazar thing, talking to everybody, seeing if there's any quests or whatnot. And I find out that there's a, like, I think the bartender recommends that I go down to the basement to look, right? So I do. And I go down and there's a performance going on. And the performance is terrible, because there's this character that has understudy in in his name, I believe. His name is Biff the Understudy. Exactly. And Biff is flubbing his lines, and the crowd begins to boo the entire troop. And the kind of the the head of the troop comes out, and uh, I think is that is that Raylus? Yeah, yeah. There, this person named Raylus Shy. Mm-hmm. And Raylis says, hey, we can't give you a uh, refund because we've already spent all your money. I mean, she doesn't say that, but we can't give you a refund. We will uh, we'll let you know when we're ready to perform again. And also, uh, if there's any adventuring types, I've got a quest. Like, she literally just says that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I talk to him afterwards, and I say, hey, I'm not, I'm not angry about missing the performance. I'm, a, I'm an adventurer. I want the quest. And they let me know that they, um, one of their little friends in their troop is, uh, has been taken prisoner, has been kidnapped. So it's interesting that that's how you get the quest. So if you remember back in the last episode, sure. at the very end, where I said, uh, 
that a messenger had come from the circus from Quail mm. to tell Aerie to come back. So I went to do that. So so after I do the the, the chain request, I was like, I have no idea what the hell to do. So I was like, I guess I'll go do a uh, you know a party member quest because I didn't know what other content to do for this episode, and I knew you wouldn't be doing that. So I thought, okay, great. This is this is my own little piece of content. But he says, hey. I have friends from the time back in the day when I was traveling the plains. So Uncle Quail's got some, like, real-ass history (laughs) going on here. And we'll find out more about that in just a second. But anyway, so then he sends me there. And so that's how I got the quest. So it's functionally identical except for that setup. I gotcha. Yeah, so the really interesting thing is this, uh, this quest had me go back to an area I had already completely explored. Because when I was exploring the sewers... Underneath the temple district, and you go to the old tunnels, right? Mm-hmm. You can, there is a secret entrance, and you can take that secret entrance. And I had already been there, and I had been like, I talked to a wizard who's obviously evil named Mekrath, who like gave me a quest to find uh, something or other, right? Really? Yeah. Did you do it? No. Oh, okay. Because I knew, because I, I, like, was walking around and I saw, like, an elf that was drooling and was obviously enchanted or something. But I couldn't, like, engage with it. So I said, well, I'm not going to fuck this quest up. I'll just kind of move on and I'm sure the game will have me come back. And I just think it's cool that you were able to find that and it just existed as this, as a guy Gaxian, like, oh, this is a place. This wizard's got a little elf slave. You know, yeah, he he lives there. That's he his lives thing. There. That's that's where he lives, and he he's got his own little quest for you, etc. Yeah, I'd also found like I'd opened the secret entrance or whatever, and as soon as I like walked up the stairs, I was like, I don't want to be here, and I <laughs> I'd gone back down. So I had it marked on my map, even. Yeah. So, anyway, you go back, and uh, and I think Mechrath gave me. I think there's two ways to do this. You can do a quest. Um, and in exchange, Mechrath will, like, set uh, the elf free. Hmm. Or you can just kill Mechrath, right? Yeah, I just... I murdered Mechrath. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I murdered the hell out of him. I may have done the quest and then murdered, like, just to, for completion sake, right? The best of both worlds. The best of both worlds. Um, Always kill the quest giver. If you meet the quest giver on the road, kill him. Well, do the quest first. Otherwise, you're just leaving experience on the table, right? Mm, that's true. Although, that would be so good if, like, quest givers, when you killed them, just gave the amount of experience worth the quest that they were offering. In the way that, like, in the uh, in the first two Fallout games, the inventory that someone presented to you, so if they were a merchant, yeah, all that stuff was in their inventory, so you could just, like, kill them. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense. Where's where are those items otherwise? Mm-hmm. It's a simulation. It's a simulation. But so, mm-hmm. uh, well, so did you did you roll around Mechrat's house, killing all the enemies in there? I did. There are Yuan T there again. Th- these these are more Yuan T who are just rolling around this world in Athkatla, being weird because you remember the yuan chi that showed up in the in the slaver thing in the slaver uh thing yeah the, i the, i think it's a it's strongly associated with slavery right their presence mm. in Athkatla. yeah i don't uh, i don't know i did uh i listened to an official uh D podcast the other day mm-hmm. and i didn't know this but the yuan chi are actually 
the progenitor species for the Yuanji are one of the creator races of the Forgotten Realms. They're one of the very first species to appear in the world. That figures a lot of, I think in a lot of games, kind of the lost on a different continent reptilian race tends to have the longest history. It was the same with uh, the Ixar and EverQuest, and I can think of a few other like analogs, right? Like mm. their gods are way older and arguably crueler, but they've got a more direct connection. Mm. Kind of uh, some problematic assumptions in there, I guess. I guess some... right, like that the, the, the uh, that the the real religions are are real are brutal and hor- horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some like real colonial uh, kind of oh. assumptions. Well, I mean, also it doesn't help that they're they're. I think they're almost exclusively a, a jungle inhabiting race, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. At least the I think in in EverQuest, the lost uh, continent of Kunark was a, a geographically diverse, kind of ecologically diverse. It wasn't just a jungle continent, but you know. But uh, but so yeah, so these Yuanchi they really wrecked me, like up and down. I had to, I had a hard time killing them. There's a the casters, uh, qu- yes, quite. Uh, I remember the caster being quite formidable in terms of, I mean, Berserk, Berserk, Balthazar is going to wreck. But if that, I remember that thing casting a few before I had Berserk up, and I was like, "Ooh, that's this is bad, bad news bears." So killed them, eventually killed Mechrath, who was actually a hard fight until I just ran everybody up and surrounded him, and then initiated the fight and just focused him down before he could finish casting a spell. Sure. That's the that's the real wizard problem. You got to be proactive as a wizard. You can't be, you can't be waiting for other people to 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 act on you. Um, but then I freed Hair Dallas, mm-hmm. this guy, this the 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 slave, and I stole a jewel mm-hmm. from Mechrath. And that jewel, it was revealed to me. Gave it to Raylis Shay Shy, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. And uh, lo and behold, that thing travels the plains. It, yeah. it opens up wormholes in the planes. Do you want to explain the planes? I think we've talked about it a little bit in the podcast, but not too much. So when you're talking to the troop in the Five Flagons basement, the the, the acting troop, you mm-hmm. you do you can remark, you guys look strange, which is like a very rude thing for Balthazar to say, but I guess it was in character. Like, why do you guys look so strange? Because their skin colors are quite irregular. For the for the races and species of people they kind of represented visually in the graphics, like there's a dwarf and it's got kind of like bluish skin, I suppose, right? Um, and they say, "Yeah, we're not from around here, but we won't get into it." But I don't know how do you even how do you even like really get into the plane? So I guess the cosmology of Dungeons and Dragons as of fifth edition, and it was the same way in fourth edition, is that. Faerun or wherever the setting is like the main stuff that that the you know the mud the mud farmers and the taverns with the bar fights that that stuff takes place in the prime material plane which is basically like one way to think of it is the intermingling of all these kind of platonic planes into one uh melding pot right yeah it's kind of the Venn diagram of it a is lot the of intersection of like a lot of different stuff yeah and you have things like the the Feywild and uh, and the Shadow Plane, 
are mm-hmm. kind of like dark and and f- it's kind of a dark necrotic version and a filled with life kind of version. Mm-hmm. You also, There's the abyss. You also There's... have, yeah, you've got the elemental planes, which are kind of the, the prime elements and they're primordials that live there, right? And then you also have kind of the the uh, planes which represent the alignment, like the alignment chart, the nine mm-hmm. alignment charts. And you've got everything from the abyss, which is like chaotic evil. You have uh, you have kind of like where the, the devils and the hells, where the where the devils live, which are lawful evil. You've got kind of a Valhalla type place for chaotic good. Um, all That's of that. It's a big stuff. chart. I'll find the chart. Yeah, and we, we'll we'll overlay it, but um, but yeah. So these folks are traveling the plains, and they've been to Sigil, which uh, you know what Sigil is, right? Sigil is the city of doors. Ooh, it it is a uh, a city kind of that's also at the intersection of a lot of different planes, but kind of in a more nineteen nineties way. Like they all intrude, and and uh, what is real and what is unreal is kind of unclear, and um. You can you can make your way from the Prime Material Plane or from Toriel or from Greyhawk or any the other uh, kind of like big campaign settings, Eberron, and yeah. you can find your way to Sigil. And you'll also go to a bar and there'll be like an angel and a demon like having a beer. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a crossroads mm-hmm. of a lot of different things. Yeah, like and there a, are gods there, and they point. and they wreck your shit all the time, a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these are these are interplanar travelers. Sigil is where Planescape takes place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for the audience at home, we we will be doing something with Planescape at some point. Uh, be on the lookout for a very special special episode where we we do a little micro thing on it. I think. Yeah, we. I'm. I don't know if we've one hundred percent decided what what games come after the Baldur Gate series and Mages and Murdered Ads proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we're definitely going to be doing some Planescape uh, content soon. Mm-hmm. A little, little fun thing. But yeah, so so they open, they use their little gym, and they say, hey, we're doing it now. We're, we're getting the heck out of here. And uh, they open up a thing, and lo and behold, a bounty hunter shows up. Boba Fett, the Boba Fett of Faerun shows up. An interplanar bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, uh, the wily e. Coyote of Sigil. Just more competent. You know, I, well, I don't know, based <laughs> on what occurs here. So so he shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm taking all y'all prisoner. You're all on the run from a guy named Lord Duke Darkwood, which is, uh, I actually went and looked Duke Darkwood up. So he's a duke in sigil. He's like kind of the ruling class. He comes from Toril originally, and kind of, basically, the thing that I read suggested that he was someone's uh, character in a campaign like a designer who had completed a bunch of stuff like a bunch of the major um missions or modules of of D&D and so like that's his backstory that he like cleaned out the demon web pits and all kinds of stuff like that oh man that that Mm -hmm. had to take a big old duster yeah so he retired quote unquote (laughs) into uh uh what do you call it into into sigil so anyway you find out that they've pissed off this dude because they wrote a pl- wrote and performed a play that was a political satire. Yeah. And it was so scathing, it burned them, it just roasted Duke Darkwood so hard that he was like, I'm killing your ass across the universe. Mm-hmm. And so they ran away, 
and this bounty hunter came to get them. So he summons up a bunch of monsters. He summons up like an elemental, a fire elemental for me. He summons up some quasits, which are little, little imp looking dudes. And then uh, he sucks everybody's soul. Like, I kill all those. And he sucks uh, uh, Rayleigh Shea and Hare Dallas and the other the, the little blue dwarf. All those people up through the portal and uh, into, into uh, like, sky hell. Just a planar, like a planar pocket, basically. Mm-hmm. Like That's some ruled some... by a cambion. Yeah, so between the planes, there's just a bunch of nonsense, basically. Like a lot of chaos and sometimes even void. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Calvin Ball up there. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know, I rolled in and I was just all out of bubble gum. And it, and it was just a bad day for all these people. In the first fight, I picked up a pair of, of like paws of the cheetah, the boots of speed. Mm-hmm. And Balthazar is just, that was one of the, like being able to engage a spellcaster first and quickly and like get around the front line is one of the few like elements of strategy left in this game where I'm like what level 25 or something now. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Also, I I misspoke. The the maximum level is 40 and BG and, and BG Throne of Ball. So, dang. Um still got a ways to go, but anyway, these boots of speed are just like Balthazar is able to get in people's faces so quickly and start interrupting spellcasting. It is good. So you do that, yeah. There's all kinds of weird, like you can pick up that. You can pick up pick up something called like the pixie poker or something like that. That's yeah, not the name. But it's like when it hits people, it puts them to sleep for one round. It's a plus three dagger. Um, there's a bunch of like interesting little magical weapons here in this first fight. But yeah, these are just like bounty hunters, like interplanar bounty hunters, and you fight them, and they say, or then I talk to a thrall, like mm-hmm. a, like a like a guy who's like mentally enslaved. And he says that to the east, there is a demon. And that demon has the key to the enslaving thing, the mental enslaving power. So I can go defeat him, and that will reduce the power of the Cambion who runs this realm. Exactly. And that's the only way to get out of this realm, because the Cambion controls the teleportation magic to get you anywhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. And that teleportation magic is controlled by, or is facilitated by, thralls, mentally dominated thralls. And there's some strange things that happen, like on the bridges in between areas, there are kind of these holes in the ground. And if you are there for too long, you will fall into an area, and all it is is an unnecessary, like, trash fight. With with random monsters like minotaurs sometimes, right? Yeah, I literally like save scummed. Sure. Out of that to before I could figure out how to avoid I them. don't even know if the term save scum like holds water in a game like Baldur's Gate, which just assumes that's what you're doing one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, ninety percent of the time if I reload it's because I think like I'm not gonna win a fight and I'm gonna going to die. But in this case I just didn't want to do any of these. Sure. Because there's like some Gith Yankee down there. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll fight those guys. Mm. Not. So, yeah, so there's like a wyvern who's like talking all weird to you. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of rolled through this. It, it was a little bit hard, but not too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and killed the Cambion, and he was very cool. And I also killed him. And then we got the heck out of there. Yeah. And after you escape, they, you know, Rayless says, hey, it's it's time for us to go. 
it's time for us to go back to to rolling around the planes which i don't i think the prime material plane probably has the lowest standards for art so i don't know what kind of kind of success this troop is going to meet in in like planes where angels can come and sing right yeah do they take biff with them I think so. I think Biff the understudy is an interplaner being also. God, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks for the rest of the universe. <laughs> they got to listen to Biff deliver some lines. It's a rough time. It is. But I think that's a fun little quest. And we have, uh, I don't think we signaled this appropriately last time, but in this game, for each of the major classes, there are stronghold quests. Yes. That if you complete them, they give you access to like, Basically like a little management simulation of different things to do. And for you, that is going to be the warrior stronghold because Berserker, or Barbarian, sorry. Mm -hmm. Barbarian gets lumped in, I think, with Fighter. Yeah. Um, so that is Diarni's Keep. But if we, if either of us had been a cleric, uh, the Temple District would have been our Well, thing. it would have been the Cult of the Unseeing Eye area. No, I think it's actually the Temple. I think you begin working for one of the temples when you're done. Really? Because yeah, I think I, if you're... Oh, no, you're totally right. Because if you're evil, it's the Talos. Yes. If it's yeah. evil, if you do evil, you can... I think you get a choice in the in the three that are And there. so if we are... Um, if we had been a bard, then this would have been our stronghold quest. And we would run this little theater. And I remember doing that. And that's very fun. Man. But mine will be the planar sphere. And I guess mine is uh, Darnie's Keep. Yep, yep, yep. That's that you. So we'll, we'll see those uh, later in the game. But yeah. we're going to adventure in the planes again. That's going to happen again. Well, with that in mind, you know, we've got, we've, got a, we've got a little bit of a quest to say, go out to the Umar Hills, figure out what the heck's been going on with, with all that murder and whatnot. What do you what do you say about we we take our first adventure outside of Afkatla to see what's going on in the Umar Hills? You want you want to do that? Well, I don't know if Faerun is ready, but Balthazar is. Balthazar is ready to do it. I have some uh, I have some other stuff, some some party stuff that you don't know anything about to talk about. Oh man, I do. Here here I have a list. Boom. You remember a couple episodes that said Jahira and Airy have like a weird mother daughter thing? Yeah. Still going on. Jahira, okay. every time Aerie gets hurt, Jahira is like, hey, don't get hurt. Viconia, mean as hell to Aerie. Makes fun Ooh. of her constantly. Somebody might leave. Like, Aerie might, <laughs> might leave in a, in a huff. That could happen. And then, here's the weirdest one. Um, Aerie received a critical hit. Minsk yelled, I must protect my witch. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So he's having some like flashbacks. It's sad. I also saw Nira. You remember Nira, the, uh, the wild, wild mage. mage? Yeah, yeah. Did you see her? Yeah, she uh, appeared in kind of a little random event in the in the bridge district. Uh, a, a, a young a young magic user was being harassed by a group of people, and Nira came and gave gave that magic user a little uh, a little talisman to teleport away. But but Nira was like, ah, oh, shit. I, that was my getaway plan too. I didn't think about this at all, and uh, then teleported us both somehow 
into like a, a random alley in between districts in in uh, Athkatwa. And she said, oh, yeah, meet me, you know, in a wild forest. Mm-hmm. And I actually said when I met her, she's like, oh, hey, uh, I remember you. And I was like, I don't remember you at all. I have no idea who you are. Mm. And she didn't care about that at all. So, yeah, she said to meet in the wild forest. She wanted to show me uh, all the wild mages that she had. She's like making a sanctuary for wild mages. So we'll do that at some point. That seems cool. Yeah, you retconned her out after she turned herself into a squirrel permanently, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Out of here. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's I think that's this episode. It, it, it was a deceptively small amount of stuff, but in fact, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of we went to a lot of places. I went far away. I don't know how far away that planar bubble was, but it seemed far. That's probably the furthest we have been so far. Sure. So next episode, the uh, we're gonna do the Umar Hills. And we're gonna we're gonna try to solve some mysteries. There's all kinds of stuff to do in the Umar Hills. I love it. It's fun. It's really like fun. A, there's a dungeon there. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, all right. It's, well, it, it's gonna be a real rip roaring time. It is. Well, okay. So until next episode. Well, you should follow us on Twitter. You should hit like and subscribe on this video. You should do all the stuff that we said at the very top of this video. Clang the bell. Patreon. Clang the bell. Hit that bell. But don't hit it two times. Only hit it one time. So you you get the appropriate amount of if information hit it an odd number of times yeah every time well goodbye ciao I wonder.